I'm Sabine from Tao Wisdom, your podcast for self-care and healing. I'm sharing with you insights from different healing modalities that help you to stay physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy so that you can thrive and live your fullest potential. Now, let's sit back and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to a new episode from Tao Wisdom. And today I'm really excited because I have my first guest on the show, Malus. Hello and welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Sabine. And we will all talk about Reiki. So Malus is a Reiki master practitioner. She's also a postpartum doula. And she's facilitating a newborn parent support group for PEPS. So PEPS is a program for early parenting support. And Maluz and I met while I was living in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are actually uh, old neighbors and we bonded first over our shared experience of living in the Netherlands. And then we soon found out um, that there's more we have in common, that we both like spirituality and we both like energy work and talking about energy. And I'm really excited today to ask Maluz loads of things about Reiki, learn from her, and I hope you can get a lot out of this to simply know how you can use this um, health management <laughs> technique for your own life. So welcome again, Maluz. Thank you for having me, Sabine. It's good to see you again. <laughs> nice to see you too. And let's get started. So my first question, of course, is for everybody who's listening now who doesn't have any idea. What is Reiki? So what is it? Okay. So Reiki is a hands-on natural healing using the universal life force energy. And the term comes from the Japanese words Rai, meaning God, universe, or the divine, and Ki, which means life force energy. So Reiki translates to universal energy. And everything is made up of this universal energy, even solid matter. And the energy flows through us and around us all the time. And you can even find different words for this fundamental force in all the different cultures and religions around the world. The Chinese, for example, know it as Ki or as Chi, and the Hindus say Prana, and the Christians call it light. And as we go through life, we learn through social and conditioning experiences to pinch off this flow of universal energy. And then parts of us can start to show dis-ease, kind of, you know, you're not in balance anymore, which can manifest through the physical level and also on the non-physical level of our being. And through energy healing like Reiki, we can again open up and expand our energy to restore our health and wellness at the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual level. And Reiki is an abundant, gentle, spiritual energy that's not tied to any specific religion or nationality. Everyone has access to it. Sounds great. And you talked about what we call in Chinese medicine like uh, plucked qi. Mm -hmm. And in Reiki, how do you find this? So how do you actually do it? Do you use your hands? How, how do you feel the energy? 
Yeah, so Reiki works by clearing blockages and stagnation that occurs in the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual level of one's being. And Reiki energy balances and harmonizes all aspects of a being and increases the vibration of that being. So health is restored when our energy is balanced. And so you can see the Reiki practitioner as a channel between the client and the source of the universal life force energy. So you can see it as you have a, like a, um, a lamp, the client maybe, and you have the plug in the wall that provides the energy. And the Reiki practitioner is the, the connection between the two. Um, so the practitioner places their hand palms down on or just above the client's body in specific energy locations. You can call them chakras. Um, if people, I'm, I'm pretty sure your listeners are probably aware of chakras, but you can pretty much put them on all spots on the body. And then we use a series of 12 to 15 different hand positions. And the energy flows through the practitioner's energy field and through their hands to the client. And then the length of time that the practitioner leaves their hands on each position is determined by the flow of energy through their hands at each location. So sometimes the way I feel energy is with tingling in my hands. And sometimes it becomes really warm or very cold. And sometimes I just know that it's okay to move to a different position. So when you just start out, you sort of do these steps and you stay at every position for two to three minutes. But then when you start becoming more experienced and practice more in yourself and others, you start to become more in tuned with it. And so you know where to go next. So a treatment typically lasts about 50 minutes. There is no pressure, no massage or manipulation and clients remain fully clothed. What I usually do if I treat mostly friends at this point or family members, they're on a table, a massage table, and I make them very comfortable with a little blanket over. Um, particular spots on the body, like the root chakra, for instance, I will never put my hands on there. I will always hover over, and I always ask beforehand if the client is okay with me touching their body, because not everyone is. Yes. And how do um, patients usually feel like an acupuncture? We always like, kind of try for a patient to feel afterwards like sort of calm or balanced. Or sometimes we ask them if they feel energy when we move, if they feel anything when we move their energy. How do people experience Reiki? And that kind of differs per person. So sometimes people um, fall asleep, or actually that happens quite a lot. They get so relaxed that they sort of doze off. Um, some people feel very much heat in certain spots. And it's interesting because then you think that I, as the practitioner, would also feel heat. But for me, it can feel very cold. Um, but generally, I think most people experience it as something very um, relaxing and calming. And I treated a friend a few weeks ago. She has ADHD and um, she wanted to give this a try. And, you know, I said, well, I would love to practice on you because I like to experience everyone's energy because that helps me grow in this field as well. Right. 
And um, I could tell she was a little bit wary at first, but at some point she really just relaxed into it. I could see her sort of settling into the table. And then afterwards, I always asked people like, you know, what was it like for you? And she said, it was interesting. This was the first time that I was able to calm my, my thoughts down because as an ADHD personality, she always felt like she had racing thoughts. And she said, this was the first time I could just calm down. And I was sort of able to meditate, which was really hard for her before. And so that was something that helped for her. Other people had a, a feeling like sometimes emotions surface afterwards or during the session or thoughts come up. Um, so it, it's just very different for different people, what they need. But the energy is always good. It's not harmful. And it's intelligent that it knows where to go. So I'm just a conduit, right? I put my hands on and I turn the Reiki on and it goes through me. Um, but I'm not healing someone. This person is healing themselves so to speak. The energy goes where it needs to go at that moment in time. So you're facilitating the self-healing? Yes. Your patient, that's, yeah, sounds beautiful. And are there certain conditions where people especially come to for Reiki? So is it like mental, emotional, or also really physical conditions? Very, uh, very, um, all kinds of um, ailments. Some people just want to want help to relax. Some people have physical ailments. And sometimes the physical ailments are a manifestation of something that is like an emotional thing, right? So they might come in and say, oh, my knee hurts. Do you want to, can you work on my knee? And of course I can work on the knee, focus extra energy there. But the knee might be an expression of something that's going on in their emotional body that they first need to work through. So it can take several sessions for the knee to feel better because they first need to tackle something else. And so that's why we are not considered healers. We are just offering this way of them connecting back to source and then source going their way or it's needed because we always think with our mind, right? We always want to explain stuff away. And sometimes that's not how it works. It just needs to go somewhere else first. Yes. And on average, what would you say, um, how many sessions does it usually take or is it, does it really depend on the person? Yeah. Again, it just depends on the person. You can have a, maybe not have a session every day, but maybe twice a week. Um, and sometimes it tapers off. Some people just treat themselves once a year. Um, it can be used complementary to a lot of other practices. You know, a lot of massage practitioners also offer Reiki. Um, people that do homeopathy, for instance, or acupuncture can offer this as well because it's non-invasive and it doesn't do damage or, you know, you can't overdo it. If it's too much energy, it'll just kind of flow back into, into earth, right? So before I treat people, I always have the intention that I flow energy, energy at the highest level for my highest good and the highest good of the client. So anything that is too much will then just go straight to Mother Gaia back for recycling and reuse. Um, 
over the past several years, hospitals also have realized how beneficial this can be. And you'll see some hospitals in the US and maybe even in the Netherlands, I'm not sure, offering Reiki services to patients. For instance, when they're having um, chemotherapy or other um, diseases, this can just be very helpful as an added service to relax the, the, the emotional and physical body. Mm, yes. And how can you learn Reiki? Okay, so Reiki is um, passed on from a Reiki master. So you can take a class with the local Reiki master, someone you want to make sure that you have a good um, energy connection with that person. You know, I would definitely try to connect with a few, not just pick the first one. You know, it needs to be a good relationship, it needs to feel good. Or, you, or some people now also do it online. You can do it online too um, and get attunement. So the attunements is where you, um, hold on. Sorry, I need to redo that. <laughs> is no that problem. okay? Yes, should I ask the question again to be in the flow? Yeah, I have, I have the question here and I, I have to make sure that I, um, I don't know, I have it here. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. So yeah, maybe you can just like, how, how can you learn Reiki? Yes, so how can you learn Reiki? So Reiki is transferred from a Reiki master to a student. And the key to Reiki, so to speak, is provided by energy attunements or initiations is also what they're called. And everyone, you, everyone, Everyone in the world can pass Reiki, but the attunements open your inner healing channel and that enables you to flow the life force energy through yourself more intensely. So there are different Reiki levels. You have level one, beginners, two, and then master. And master sometimes is divided into master practitioner, which is what I did, and a master teacher. So... I can practice at a master level, but I haven't learned how to attune others. And depending on which Reiki degree you're training in, you receive one or more attunements. Um, and once you're attuned, you will always have Reiki energy and the ability to run the energy. And you can find a Reiki master you know, locally in your neighborhood, or you can also find it online. But I think it is important to find someone that you have a connection with. So um, I would say don't go with the first person. It's just a very personal thing. It's a very intimate thing too. Um, so for me, um, a, an in-person, I, I did in-person training. That's just, I'm just more hands-on. But you can also do it online if you are living somewhere where they don't offer in-person sessions or uh, if you just prefer to do it online especially during these crazy COVID times not everyone is comfortable with meeting person uh, people um, in person yes and by we are talking about online how about getting a treatment can this also be done from distance like online or what is your opinion about that yeah that's actually a great question um, so energy is just 
everywhere, right? And we all know, at least I'm assuming your listeners know, that there is no time. That's a construct of what we as people on this earth have um, um, thought of to make life easier, right? But if you look at energy as, as something that is everywhere, there's also no, no time. So it is everywhere at the same time. So if, for instance, I want to treat someone like you in the Netherlands, I can treat you and it will go there because it is everywhere at the same time. And if you take level two Reiki, you will get attuned to a symbol. So every level teaches you symbols and you get attuned to it. And the symbol allows you to send Reiki over distance. So before I practice, I connect with you. I use the symbol and I ask for Sabine to connect with Sabine's energy. And then I treat you. And some people doing distance Reiki have a teddy bear, for instance, or a picture of Sabine. And then they focus the energy on there. Um, and of course, last year with COVID, a lot of people started doing that more and more. But yes, you can send it over time and space, past, present, future. It's all at the same time. And you can also send energy to your past self if you want to look at that look at it that way. If you know you had a trauma when you were a little, little kid, you can direct the energy to go towards that trauma in the so-called past. And coming a bit to your personal story, like I know for myself, since I'm doing a lot of Qigong and energy management that I underwent a lot of healing for myself. So what is your story with becoming a Reiki practitioner, but also what has changed in your life since you're doing it? regularly mm -hmm. yeah well i would say that reiki found me and of course i found reiki but it definitely found me so my story began um when i was i think in my mid-20s i had a group of friends in college and we were on this sort of spiritual path we started waking up um, to what else was out there and it was because one of my friends her mom was um, I think she did the back flower remedies, um, you know, with the essences of the back um, flowers, and then um, every flower has healing properties. And she, her mom, had all these books. And so my friends one day came home with the book, and it was the Celestine Prophecy. And I read it, and we all read it, and we we're like, whoa, this is crazy, you know. And so that kind of started me off. And I think because I opened up to that experience, things started happening in my life. So when I was around 23, I was at my friend's house and she was living with some roommates. And one of her roommates was um, uh, a friend of hers, a, a guy, and he had a guy over that night. And so we had a shared space or she had a shared space and we were sitting in the living room. And this guy, um, this friend of this roommate was a Reiki master. And I was like, well, I had no idea what it was. And so he started to explain it to me and it was still kind of vague, you know. He said, but I think you should just experience it. So I said, okay. He said, why don't you lie down on this couch? And um, is there a space in your body that, or a place in your spot in your body that hurts? 
And I have this spot in my back between my shoulder blades on the right side. That is my weak spot. I think everyone has a weak spot. Like when you're stressed, it automatically goes there. So I, I said, yes. He said, don't tell me where it's at, but just tell me if it's on the front or the back of your body. I said, well, it's at the back. He said, okay, lie down on the couch, on your tummy, and just lie down and just relax. And I will pinpoint the spot. And so, you know, it was kind of scary in a way because I'm like, what is going to happen? He didn't touch me. But it took him a few seconds, maybe it was like a minute, and all of a sudden, I could feel he was doing stuff, but he wasn't touching me. And then at some point, he just put his finger down right into that spot. He said, is this the spot? And I said, yes. I mean, how big is your body, right? It's, it's pretty large. So I was amazed. And, and he said, can I treat you? Can I put some, give you some energy? I'm like, yeah, sure. So he put his hand on the spot, and I'm not kidding you. It was so hot. I could just feel my body sucking in energy. And it felt so good, so nice and warm. And I totally calmed down. And I think he may have put his hand on there for like five minutes. And then he wanted to remove it. And at the time, at the same time when he wanted to remove it, everything in my being was screaming, no, put it back. And I, we didn't communicate. He just put it back immediately. And it felt so good. And then a few minutes later, he removed it and it felt good. And so he asked me what the experience was like. And I said, that was just amazing. And he said, yes, because I wanted to remove my hand and I could, I could feel that I should put it back. And so what he was feeling was the same as what I was feeling, right? And so then that was just, I never saw him again afterwards. And then I moved to The Hague from Groningen and um, I had a coworker and she was a, an intern and she would always treat people when they had headaches. And I'm like, what are you doing? Just, oh, I'm, I'm just giving them Reiki. I'm like, oh, interesting. So apparently her mother was a Reiki master and she had learned from her mother. And, you know, nothing still. And then we moved to the U.S. in 2006 and I met this Dutch girl. She was a massage therapist, but she was also a Reiki master. And she, I think for my birthday or something, she gave me a treatment. And she said, you can pick a massage or a Reiki treatment. And remembering the Reiki treatment that I had had, you know, from the guy, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just pick Reiki. And so I had a full 15-minute treatment from her. And it was just amazing. I felt so good afterwards. And my birthday was coming up in April. And I treated myself to Reiki 1 and 2. So my master, who lives in Seattle, she uh sometimes they're separate you now you can do reiki one and then you can do reiki two but she offered both of them at the same time and that's how it started <clears throat> and um then last year when covid hit i've it's always been a part of my my life but i i kind of started practicing it more and more and i found out that she was offering in-person master trainings so I was, I was excited because, like I said, I prefer to do it in person because you're in the energy with all the other people. And so last year in October, I did my master level. And um, it's, been, it's brought so much into my life. I feel a lot of past experiences that were maybe bugging me or holding me back. I was able to work through them and become more and more in tune with myself, become um, 
okay with who I am. Not that I wasn't, but, you know, be okay with the person I am and stepping into my power and also at the same time rubbing it off on other people because it helps in my relationship with my kids as well. I'm more calm. Um, I think I'm a better partner because of it too less reactive to stuff stuff doesn't bug me as much anymore um you know it's just been a very positive experience for me it's also attracting other like-minded people into my life like you sabine you know um it's just i don't know it's 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 one of the things that i always recommend people look into if they're having some issues like have you tried reiki or um maybe you should learn reiki either receive it from a practitioner as a session or learn it yourself because in reiki one you learn how to treat yourself you need to always treat yourself first right as a parent and when you're in a plane when those things come down you need to put that on yourself first and then treat your your do it with your kids and so i think that's a good life lesson in general you need to be able to put yourself first we call it self-care, you know, take care of yourself. It's, it's not um, a bad thing to take care of yourself first because then you can also take care of others, if that makes sense. Totally, and it sounds really lovely. And I just love the passion that you're having when you talk about Reiki. And while you're talking about self-care, um, and I was also thinking about that, I imagine as a Reiki practitioner, similar to acupuncturist, you need to really take good care of your own energy so that you are in the best place possible because you're going into an exchange, energetic exchange with your patient. So, yes. and I can imagine you give Reiki to yourself, but what are some of the other things that you might have learned in your program or that you just come across in your life that are really good in terms of self-care, in terms of like uplifting your energetic level and taking good care of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, when you take the right Reiki lessons or, or um, levels, they teach you how to protect yourself. So like I said, level one, because I did one and two at the same time, one is mostly about um, the history of Reiki and how it came about. And of course, I can share a little bit about that later as well. Um, but it's mostly about yourself, taking care of yourself. And then level two is about treating other people and also treating over a distance. So you need to be very... Um, aware of your own energy in order to sort of merge with the other person's energy, right? So you need to set clear boundaries and those are all done in your head. So um, you need to ground yourself with, with the earth and check in as to what am I feeling so that when you connect with your clients, their energy fields, if all of a sudden you become nauseous, you know, it's, it's not you, it's just you picking up on that person. Um, but I think because I did Reiki or am doing Reiki, I'm still doing it every day. I got in, in touch with meditation, you know, and, and really controlling or focusing on my breath and in my body. I also learned how to protect myself from other people's energies. And if we have time at the end of our meeting, I, I sort of prepared a little exercise that we can do, um, so that I can also pass that on to your listeners so that they can learn and, and benefit from that as well. Um, 
yeah did that answer your question i kind of lost lost my train of thought here totally and that actually sounds lovely because i had prepared a question that was about what can people just how can they try it out so if you have an exercise at the end that is yeah it's really nice yeah well if you if you mention like how can people try it out we definitely want to do that exercise but i for for instance with my kids i think everyone automatically already does it because when you fall, what do you do the first time? When kids fall, they go, ow, and they put their hands on it, right? That's kind of giving, it, giving yourself Reiki. So what you can do is if you have some place in your body that, that hurts, you can put your hand on it and just focus and, and tell yourself, I'm sending white light energy to that spot in my body. And just the act of having that intention that's kind of the key to the universe, right? Intention is the key to the universe. So just your intention makes that it actually goes there. So it's pretty, pretty neat. But everyone can do it, is most likely already doing it. They're just not aware that they are doing it. And taking the Reiki classes makes you more focused and makes you more aware of stuff. And then you can even more intentionally um, practice it. That's actually really fun. I was doing exactly that exercise because I was swinging on a swing that's supposed to be for my kids. And then because I was too heavy, it broke. <laughs> and I fell on the concrete and I injured my elbow. And I was putting my hand on it and sending white light to it. And I didn't have any problems. <laughs> yeah, the white light, you want to make sure that you pull the, the white light through your crown chakra, which is on top of your head. So if you, some people are better picturing it. So um, you can say, I pull white light through my crown chakra and send it through the back of your body. The back of your body is the part where the universal energy is. The front part of your body is where your personal energy is. So that's another answer to your question. If you treat people, you want to make sure that you pull the energy from the back. Otherwise, you are giving your own energy away and that can drain yourself. You don't want that because there's an unlimited supply of universal energy, but make sure that you pull it from the back. So the way we are taught is to pull it through your crown chakra, have it go move through the back of your shoulders, the underarms, uh, the backside of your arms, through your hands, and then give it to the client. Um, but for instance, when my daughter has a tummy ache, she sometimes gets tummy aches because she gets uh, stressed for school. Um, I tell her, you know, go lie in your bed, put your hand on your tummy and just picture this white light coming in through your crown and then send it to your tummy. And uh, it's just an easy exercise that you can teach your kids. If you have any kids, then they're actually doing Reiki, um, but they're not really aware of it as such. That's beautiful. And for the listeners who don't know, so the crown chakra is really the top of your head and yeah. we also consider this point in Chinese medicine um, the point where basically the energy from the universe from the sky enters and goes into an exchange with our body yeah it's, yeah it's so funny how all those are related right like in acupuncture you have the same sort of things it's just a different name but exactly. it's the same concept yeah mm -hmm. And beautiful, we were also just talking about your daughter and I wanted to ask you a bit more because there's so many really sensitive children out there at the moment 
and children that are really attuned to the energy and there's a lot of things happening also right now and at part heavy energy um how can yes how can children benefit from reiki or how can they do it on themselves etc like how yeah. do children come into this picture well i if i talk about my daughter um you know, she was diagnosed as being on the spectrum in the U.S. It's like the, the they call it Asperger's, but it's very mild. So she is just very pure soul. <laughs> it's just that sometimes the way she behaves socially is is kind of stand, is different from what people around her would assume is normal, right? She's very direct. And we all learn that if you're honest, you have to sort of not be too honest, right? Because you can hurt people. And she's just very honest. If she feels, she just says what she feels. Um, but I also think she is an empath. So all her senses are super, super open. She picks up, even from when she was little, she didn't want to be in large crowds. Music was always too loud. Um, and we didn't realize it at the time, but looking back, there were all kinds of signs telling me that she could probably benefit from an, a little extra more help on that from us, maybe even from school. So um, how the exercise that I'm going to do at the end is something that I taught her too. So I won't go too much into it, but um, just in general, I think what they're doing here and, and hopefully that's going to continue across the, the globe, especially after COVID, they're really focusing in schools on the social emotional health. So they are, when kids come back into the classroom, for instance, my, uh, her second grade teacher had a little bell and I was doing art that day. So I was a little early and I saw that after they came back from recess, they, she had them sit on the floor and she said, okay, now we're going to listen to the bell. And the first person, if you don't hear, hear the bell anymore, you have to hold your hand up. And it was such a, a simple exercise, but it taught them how to sort of connect, right? Because they had to listen for the sound to go. And it was just a very small exercise that really helped set them back into their bodies after a crazy time at recess. And so just in general, mindfulness is, is something that they're focusing on at school. I know they're, they're doing um, breathing exercises as well, because sometimes my daughter will say, oh, we did this kind of, not that she shares a whole lot of information about her day, but this is something she mentioned where we did this mm -hmm, exercise at school. Yeah, it's called, I think, block breathing or something. It's like uh, you, you breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four, breathe out for four, and then um, hold it for four. And so there, there are all these little things that you can teach. And then, of course, kids can also learn Reiki. Um, so anyone can learn it, but they would have to sit still for quite a while. So maybe young kids might not be so successful at sitting sitting still yet but definitely everyone can learn it um yeah and i assume they are being seen as patients as well yeah and, but also as practitioners there's actually some very fun videos online of little kids i think well little maybe eight nine years old that are super in tune maybe they're even um what do you call those those kids the new new time kids i think they're called in in dutch like the indigo children and stuff they come in and they're already so aware of everything and they are treating people you know not officially they're not a practitioner as in the sense of um, 
for a job, but they are. They are treating animals. They're treating their parents. They're treating family members. It's pretty cool to watch. And so um, what I've been doing last year, ever since everything was going crazy, to help my daughter sort of settle down and be less stressful, I knew I had to be less stressful. So I was very much focusing on my emotions and, you know, staying calm. And then also, if she asked for it, which she did pretty much every night, she uh, wanted me to lie with her in bed before she went to sleep. And she's not a big talker, but she that's her way of connecting with me. And she would always, I could tell she was a little, almost like a little bit ashamed of, you know, asking for the Reiki. And, but she would say, can you give me that thing with the hand again? <laughs> I'm like, oh, you mean Reiki? Yeah, the thing with the hand. <laughs> like, okay, sure. So I would ask her, where, where do you want it? And she would tell me on my back or on my head or, you know, my shoulder blades or sometimes her tummy. So they know, they know what they need. And um, just kind of getting in touch with that and um, helping them become more aware of their body. And yeah, I think it's, it's wonderful how, how they just know it's just that society doesn't focus on it. And so you sort of lose that connection over time. That's beautiful. And also how you described how she was saying that, can you do the thing with the little hand? Because I'm also thinking um, there's so much also for us to give and teach children about energy. But of course, you need to do it in a fun way and in a way that they can understand it. So, yeah. And then they have and, a lot of intuition about it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And my son is always embarrassed. And he's like, oh, don't, don't talk about the Reiki thing when my friends are in the car. And because uh, they're getting at that age, right? They just, they're, they're twins. They just turned 11 boy, girl twins um, last month. And so of course I'm not cool anymore, but then at the same time at night when he's in bed and he, he needs huggies. Um, of course he wants huggies for mama and he will sometimes ask me if I can give him some Reiki. So it's like, yeah, I think just giving them that part also is so important and i think for a long long time it was just not talked about it was probably not even a thing um, but i see more and more people are starting to become more aware of of this and of their capabilities and their strengths and teaching your kids how to help themselves you know give them protect themselves from what's going on around outside and also helping them with some tools for mindfulness and restore their energy and just stay in 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 a peaceful state um is important yes i agree and i also see that it's more and more coming and i think it's beautiful so do you have anything else you would love to share before we come to my last question and then to the exercise Mm. I think we haven't covered about Reiki. That's really important to know. Um, no, not really. I, I'm just excited to see the world changing in where just the regular medicine, you know, the Western medicine and the Eastern medicine are sort of becoming more and more intertwined. And um, it's just a beautiful thing. For me, I'm very passionate, like I said, and like you already confirmed, right? You can probably tell that I'm passionate about this. And um, it's just helped me so much with every aspect of my life. And sometimes, you know, stuff comes up too. 
and it's it's difficult stuff it's past experiences or emotions that you sort of suppressed and need to be felt before they can before you can move on so it's definitely they they also say that after you have a reiki treatment some people will will have like a reiki flu or something if you if you want to call it that way where stuff comes up right but it's there for you to look at and then when you do look at it and feel through it you can move on and you know get get better a better life so to speak or a better body or a better experience and but especially after you do your reiki levels they always say um i think 28 days of self-practice after you've done it so give yourself a lot of a lot because your vibration is going up right you, you get more energy running through you and stuff can come up and you need to look at that so focus on yourself and and yes there have been very difficult times in in the past several years with stuff that has come up that was difficult but overall it's brought so much more peace and calm and um i really found that I've, I really feel that I've found myself through Reiki. Um, so, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And one last thing. Is there one thing you really love to do that makes you really feel alive and full of power and strength? And that can be totally outside Reiki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say Reiki is always part of my life. And is as a postpartum doula, I work with families once they have their baby when they're home i sort of support them in the first three months um so they can settle into their new role and you know give them some confidence and i think that is a, a big passion of mine i think i'm a connector i think i'm very good at um connecting people and, and building community and that's a passion and and then with reiki you know when i work with babies it's never off right so they i can just tell that babies love it so whenever i i hold them and i kind of focus on them they they just sort of automatically fall into this peaceful state which is great for parents right but what i would like what i like to do in my free time is um well i live in in the pacific northwest where i think nature is very pretty so i love to go skiing and hiking and snowboarding um But if you put me on the, the top of a mountain, I don't know, Sabine, if you've ever been to Rattlesnake Ledge here in this area. Yes, I've been. <laughs> the ledge, then you know it's this beautiful hike, 45 minutes going up the mountain. And when you're on there, there's like this ledge, it's like a rock and you can sit on it and lots of people hike there. Um, I can just sit there and spend hours just watching you have this beautiful view of all the mountains and there's a lake at the bottom and it's just gorgeous there's fresh clean air it's just calm except for the people that are talking and sitting there as well but i can sit there for hours and just relax and soak in the beauty and the peace and calm and quietness um so i i think for me nature really helps me ground Uh, I feel the same when I'm at the beach, you know, just I can sit at the beach for hours and just watch the waves and kind of zone off. And I think that's how I connect with myself in these crazy times. That's really nice. And I was actually just reading that the energy on top of the mountain and on the water on the ocean is so much higher than anywhere else. Oh, yeah, I, I believe it. 
definitely. And it's funny because we were um, we we took a trip last summer to, I think it was Orcas Island. I think it was Orcas Island or one of the other islands. But you have it's it's in the Puget Sound, and you you probably you've been there, Sabine. So, but for the listeners, it's just this beautiful area. It's beautiful nature. It's islands in the sound. And they they have some uh, some mountains on there, and so we took a hike with my family. My son was just complaining, like he's not a big hiker, but my daughter loves nature. I think that's also her way to connect. And so we were at the top of the mountain after the hike, and my my husband and my son were ready to go down, and I was just like, no, we're here now. We gotta sit here, right? I brought some lunch, and I was ready. And I could see my daughter get into that zone, the zone that I am too, when I'm at that mountain, and we were just lying on this big rock with a beautiful view and we were watching watching the blue sky and just like oh i just want to stay here forever like yes me too (laughs) and then we had my son and my husband like when are we going to go down you know we want to (laughs) go like no so it's just those ways it's fun to see how how they uh, like my kids have their different ways of of grounding themselves my my son is needs to be around people I'm very social too, but at the same time, I can also very much recharge myself by being in nature and just by myself and have my own thoughts and just slow down and, and connect. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm the same. I really connect in nature. And then I was asking my son, uh, after he moved from the Pacific Northwest, like one of the things he's missing most, and he's also a very sensitive child and he was saying he's missing the trees yeah the forest so i was like yeah that's yeah. it's also beautiful that children already know so well how they can yeah ground themselves and connect to nature yeah yeah they just unlearn yeah unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> so are you ready are you ready for the exercise i am totally ready i'm excited okay did you have any other last minute questions before we move into this or? No, I thank you so okay. much. I think I learned a lot as well. I'm already like thinking, oh, should I also become a micro practitioner? <laughs> but first acupuncture first. So yeah, well, acupuncture is wonderful too. And I, I'm telling you, I had an acupuncture treatment a couple of months ago. I think I told you. And um, I told the lady on the intake about my Reiki uh, history and uh, she said oh, I'm just curious because I I had acupuncture a long long time ago so this was this several years ago and um, she said I'm just curious to see if you will feel the key the chi right and 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 she put the needles in I can tol- I could totally feel it I could feel it go up and down my body it was a pretty cool experience so I think the more you practice the better you get at it and the more in tune with your intuition you become but like with everything you need to keep doing it you need to keep you will never lose it you'll never unlearn how to ride a bike but you can get better at it by practicing it more and more so that's kind of my focus because it makes me feel really good all right so um yeah i wanted to to do a short visualization a reiki visualization with you and your listeners and it can help with protecting and recharging your energy fields we talked a little bit about that okay so um everyone that wants to participate i'm inviting you to get nice and comfortable and then place your hands on your belly and take in a couple of deep breaths 
just so you can relax and settle yourself in. And if you want to, you can close your eyes. You don't have to, but I always like to. And just take a couple of deep, nice, relaxing breaths. And imagine filling your belly with air and expand it, expand it. And then as you exhale, release it and let it all go. Feel your belly contract. Just do a couple of more of the, these breaths at your own time. Just settle in and relax. This is your time. Everything else can wait. All the other thoughts can be put on pause. This is your time. Okay, now you can return to your normal breathing. You can leave your hands on your belly if you want, or you can put your hands down by your side or on your lap, whatever is comfortable. Okay, so now in your mind's eye, I want you to visualize a beautiful white light radiating from your heart. And this light is your inner light. It is your inner essence. And no matter what's going on in your life right now, it is always there. It's always shining bright for you. So just become aware of this light coming from your heart center. You see it? It's very beautiful. It's bright and white. And as you see it glowing there in your heart center, just notice that it's starting to become bigger. It's growing. Just visualize it becoming bigger. Visualize it expanding, expanding, expanding even more. It's growing, it's getting bigger. As big as your shoulders. And now it's growing. It's covering your head and your knees. And it's continuing to, to grow and expand until it forms an orb of protection around your whole body. So imagine you're sitting in a bubble now, a bubble of white light. This is a bubble of protection. Visualize it in your mind's eye. You can feel it. Just know, know that's there, that it's there. 
just enjoy this feeling of sitting in this beautiful white light. It's, you're surrounded by it. This white light that you're sitting in, in this bubble, it heals you, it protects you, and it restores you. I want you to repeat quietly to yourself, I am healed. I am protected. I am restored. I am healed. I am protected. I am restored. And know that this white light is there always. It is always there to keep you safe, to keep you aligned with the light that you are. And to wash away any fears or anxieties that may be troubling you. This white light coming from your heart is your protection, your armor, and it is there for you always. Just continue sitting in the white bubble for just a little while longer, soaking it all in, knowing that you're protected. Okay, now I want you to just slowly bring your awareness back to your breath and allow yourself to feel the in and out rhythm of the rise and fall of your breath. Wiggle your fingers a little bit or your toes, getting a little movement in your body. And then when you feel ready, you can slowly open your eyes if you had your eyes closed. Move around a little bit. Namaste. Namaste. This was beautiful. So, what was it like, Sabine? Uh, I could feel like all the heaviness was going away from the day and from whatever happened. And uh, I was feeling uh, so much space. Yeah. And so this exercise is called... We call it bubbling up, and uh, it's what you learn in Reiki to bubble up before you can treat a client, right? So the bubble that you're in is used to protect your own energy, right? So have you ever felt drained when you were around someone, maybe someone who is like, we call it energy vampires who are like, you know, if you're very open, they like to take your energy, or maybe empaths or sensitives like my daughter, when they're in a large room with people, all these emotions, they can feel it. Is that is that something that you can relate to, Sabine? Or yes, no, definitely I can relate to that. 
because I'm yeah. empath as well. And now yeah. actually I do a lot of like similar exercise to that to protect mm -hmm. myself when I go into places or um, after I work with patients, etc., or before even. Yeah, but I can totally relate to it. Yeah. So this this was more like a meditation, but um, you can also do it really quickly, right? Just um, for instance, when you know you're meeting this friend or this person that always, whenever you leave, feel you feel drained, you can protect yourself by bubbling up. So just picture that white energy ball around you, or you could say bubble up, you know, just bubble up. Or when you go to a supermarket or you go to a place where lots of people are and lots of emotions and you just want to keep your energy to yourself, you can just picture that bubble around yourself or you can say bubble up. And then you want to make sure that the bubble is nice and closed and complete around you. And sometimes I add some mirrors. It's kind of funny. I'll just add some mirrors around the bubble. And then I have the intention that everything that's not mine, that people are projecting onto me, like their emotions or their negative energies or whatever, just be reflected back to them. So I wanted to give you guys that because it's a very simple exercise. You can take time to just go through the meditation or you can just pull it up really quickly when you feel like, oh, this is not, you know, I feel drained. I need to protect myself. You can just pull it up really quickly. And I taught my daughter that too. I taught it to my kids as well. Yeah, me too. Actually, I taught them uh, a similar exercise to bubble up because it's very easy for kids to understand and to imagine that. And Right. Helpful. Yes. Yeah. And Malus, before you go, I wanted to ask you, how can people find you for your uh, Reiki work, but also for your work as a postpartum doula? How can so, they come to you? I currently don't offer any Reiki sessions. I treat friends and family. Um, I am planning to maybe possible in the future sometime have my own Reiki practice. That's, that's one of the things that I'm thinking about, but it, it hasn't crystallized yet. Um, so I am working as a postpartum doula and my website is www.nurturingthenewmom.com. It's all one word. And my, my information is on the website and I can give it to you too, Sabine, if you want to add it on the bottom of this. Yes, I will add it in the show notes. Yeah. Then we have it. And thanks so much for this today. I learned so much. I hope the listeners learned a lot. I love the exercise. Yeah. I loved your enthusiasm for it. It was really lovely. Good. Yeah. Well, it was fun talking to you, connecting you with you again. I miss having you around here in, C in the Seattle area. Um, but maybe I'll come visit sometime soon. And I wish all your listeners the best. And um, yeah remember to bubble up if you're in a situation where you feel you need to protect your own energy thanks so much and sending much love over to the pacific northwest <laughs> bye, bye bye if you would like to learn more check out my services my blog and other podcast episodes on my website taoism.info thanks for listening